welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Uh, reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's, I guess not the YouTube channel right now. Yeah, there's there's a there's an outage. We apologize. We have nothing to do, me and Alex have nothing to do with this. Uh, but we are airing live on Sportsnet 360, and uh, we are obviously coming through to you on radio. For people who listen to the podcast, it will be out on the podcast later on. So make sure you head down to your local coffee shop and make sure you download the podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Lu. I'm joined back in studio once again by Alex Wong. Alex, it's been a long time since you've been here. I, I believe you have a message. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want my mom to know because the internet's out. I'm good, you know. Hi, mom. I know she's watching. Probably messaging me this morning. Okay. So I'm good. And also to Sean Marks, if you're trying to reach Masai mm. or Bobby, just, you know, send wait a, it out. Give, s- give it a couple hours. Yeah, you know? s- send a letter. You know, call into the show. Yeah. Call into the show. Yeah. yeah. What's the number? You have it off the top? I, oh, we I, have it right there. 416-870-0590. Only call into that if you're Sean jo- Marks. Uh, or, or Josai. Or, or, or Josai, yeah. 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 Um, listen, for the first segment... I wanted to bring you another treat, another exclusive. Um, Raptors PR helped us out once again. Ah, uh, shouts to Raptors PR. That's right. Shouts to JR as well, producer, you know, r- running around today. Um, but before this, obviously getting us set up with um, the other newest member of the Toronto Raptors, Christian Coloco. We've talked about him quite a bit, the 33rd pick uh, this year, and we were able to connect with him in Vegas. So this is our interview with Raptors rookie Christian Coloco. All right, we're joined by Christian Coloco, the newest draft pick for the Toronto Raptors. Christian, thank you for making time to speak with us uh, from Las Vegas. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, first off, congrats on getting drafted. Uh, I want to ask you about the details of that night uh, in a bit. But first, I kind of want to help the listeners get to know you a little bit better. So I wanted to start here. So tell me about what life was like growing up in Douala, Cameroon. Uh, I mean, life was great, man. You know, it was great. I miss it a lot, for sure. I miss it a lot, you know, just growing up and, you know, coming back from school, just, you know, dropping your back, your backpack at home, just running to go play soccer with your friends on the streets and stuff like that. So I miss it a lot, for sure. And, you know, I'm glad I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think we're all a little nostalgic sometimes when you when you see that. Um, what, was the, what, was your, what was your family like? I, I, I heard from your coach that you were the youngest sibling with five older sisters, the way he described it was that it's like you had six moms. Yeah, no, I actually have four, four older sisters. Oh, four, okay, four. okay. I'm the youngest one, four older sisters, but, you know, yeah, they always took care of me, you know, I was like the baby of the family, honestly, mm-hmm. and even, even right now, they're still taking care of me, and, you know, but the good thing, it was that I grew up with, uh, like, two of my cousins, they were like my brothers, basically, uh, we were basically the same age, so mm-hmm. I wasn't just surrounded by women, <laughs> I was always uh, around boys, so that was a good thing for me, I think. <laughs> so, so being the youngest, I imagine you were very spoiled, you know, like... Uh... <laughs> um, a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, yeah, so you, you mentioned, you know, um, you know, growing up at home, coming home, playing playing soccer, playing football, Um you know, I think this is like the common story for like a lot of people outside of Canada, USA, like is, you know, it's just soccer is just so big. And look, we're going to talk more about that in a little bit, too. But um, I want to ask you, who was it that got you started playing basketball and at what age? Uh, honestly, it was just myself. You know, nobody really oh. made me stop playing basketball. You know, uh, uh, my sister, one of my sisters, she wants to play basketball one day. And like back home, you have to actually pay to play basketball if you want to play like, you know, like a club or something. Okay. So she went to play. She went to play there, and uh, she already like paid for one month. And she wanted to have one practice, and she yeah, she got home, and she was like, "No, that was my that was my last time going there." Like okay. I, she was so tired, and and then I was like, "Can I just use it?" Like, 
And she was like, yeah, you can use it if you want. And the next week I went there, you know, uh, I, I started, like, that's how I started playing basketball on the street. And, and since then, man, it's just been, you know, a nice journey. So. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny how things like that happen in life, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, these small breaks don't happen. Maybe you don't end up playing basketball. Yeah. Well, listen, you get the invite to play at Basketball Without Borders in South Africa in 2017. I just want to ask how that experience was like for you, and do you remember meeting people from the organization like Masai? I think Patrick McTumble has actually yeah. uh, left to join the Suns, but yeah. do you remember these kind of people and the interactions you had? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was actually my first time leaving my country, uh, you know. Oh, okay. And that was like the year I really started uh, playing basketball that year, and you know, having that, getting that invite to go to basketball with our bonus in South Africa, and you know, competing against the. Like the best uh, young player in Africa, and you know, I made it to the All Star All Star team over there. And, you know, he just gave me uh, confidence, and you know, like you said, I met guys like uh, Masai, uh, Patrick Mutombo, Like you said, he was he was there as well, and you know, also Patrick, um, on, uh, Patrick, uh, one of the one of one of the scouts. You know, I just mm-hmm. met them, right. and, you know, and since then, every time I, I, I see them, they just you know, they just have a good connection, and you know, uh, I was really happy when I got drafted by them. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 amazing the connections, and it's honestly really amazing yeah. what uh, Masai his efforts to to increase the presence of basketball in Africa. I'm sure that's something that down the line, you know, you would like to sort of participate in because I think uh, it, it's just really amazing what he's done with his organization. Yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely. Now, I, I think um, you know you made that decision to come overseas to play basketball in high school here in America. How tough was that decision as a teenager, man? I mean, like, what did your parents think of it at the time? You know. Uh, did they, I mean, you, were they supportive of you becoming a basketball player or were they like, make sure you get your education and, you know, all that stuff? Yeah, I, I mean, at the beginning, it was make sure you get your education. Uh, uh-huh. At the beginning, that was, that was the plan. And, you know, my mom, like I said, I'm the last, I'm the only boy in the last one. So it was really hard for my mom to, uh, to let me go. And, you know, mm-hmm. and she, she gave, she gave like one, like, mandatory. And she was like, if I don't leave him, I don't leave him my sister, I can't go. And so that's why I went to, to LA where my sister was already living. And I lived with my sister and, you know, at first, the first couple of months were really, really tough, you know. Just uh, me, my my English wasn't really good. Uh, the way people were talking was really fast, and the accent uh, it was really tough. But I got used to it. You know, my teammates kind of helped me. You know, just being that basketball environment, and, and you know, they just really helped me. Um, if if you didn't become a, a pro basketball player, uh, which was a good decision by the way, obviously, but if you didn't become a pro basketball player, what did what did your parents want you to become? my parents wanted me to become anything they just wanted me yeah. to you know do what I, I like you know what I like and and you know um, at school I was, I was majoring in business management you know I just okay. I, I did three years I still got one more year so I still need to finish my to get my degree at some point but that's something I'm really interested in, interested in like uh, business management so I think it, it would definitely be something for, uh, uh, around that uh, businessman, I get, it, I get. It. All right, uh, what was the recruitment process like? You know, which schools were after you? Where you, you know, receive offers from, and why did you ultimately choose Arizona? Oh uh, yeah, I had a, I had a lot of school, uh, a lot of school. To my when I first got here, actually, in the state, but Arizona was one of the first ones. You know, mm-hmm. they actually came to one of my first game in high school, and they they came to recruit one of my my teammates who actually ended up going to Arizona. We ended up playing Arizona together at some point. And they were coming to 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 recruit him and to watch him play. And at the end of the game, and they offered him, they offered me a scholarship right away. And then oh. I was just like, oh, like I was like, oh, is that easy to get a scholarship? Like I, I was actually looking at my sister, like, is that easy to get a scholarship? And, <laughs> and then since then, I just built a good relationship with uh, Coach Sean Miller, who was the coach at the time, and you know, mm-hmm. built a good relationship. And he was checking on me like every week, and you know, I really liked like the business. They had a really good business school, 
and the basketball team, and it's just one of the best basketball teams in the country. So I was just like, you should just a perfect fit for me. Yeah, I mean, you got to play with a lot of like future NBA players in that yeah. program, and obviously, even this year, I mean, you know, um, yeah. I mean, you were one of three guys, right, to to, to make the league and get drafted. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was talking to uh, so I was talking to Coach Jack Murphy earlier this week, and he was telling me that, <laughs> you know, okay, uh, COVID <laughs> impacted you more than anyone else on the roster um, because I think at the start of it, when you first came in, he was saying how you were like about two hundred pounds, and by the time you left Arizona, you're probably like two thirty. How much? Yeah, well, I was one ninety five. Yeah. What are you now? What What are you in terms of? Uh, around two twenty five. I kind of lost a lot during the this uh, pre draft process. You know, just traveling. You know, okay, okay. Stuff, so I'm like around two twenty five. Well, yeah, he was mentioning that like as soon as you got into the program, their their focus was like we got to get you stronger, right? Yeah. And I think that Definitely. this past year, uh, in your junior year, you really were able to sort of put it together. And and I just wanted to ask, like, what was that impact of like seeing that work in that you put into your body? How did that translate to like tangible results for you on the on the floor? Uh, I feel like it just gave me more confidence, you know, just more okay. confidence, like knowing that I've been working on my body, you know, working on my body, getting stronger, and you know, like every time I was stepping on the court, you know, I felt, I felt, I felt, I felt, I felt I was way stronger, and you know, and I always knew like for for me it was uh, getting stronger, uh, getting stronger was going to help me uh, down the line. I, I think even right now, like. If I continue to get stronger, I think I'm going to be a better player. And that's something I'm, I'm continuing to work on. And I'm going to keep working on it for sure. Right, yeah. Um, now, uh, Coach Murphy was also telling me that there was this game uh, this past season against Michigan. Uh, that was like a big breakout game for you. Uh, you were matched up against Hunter Dickinson, seven-footer. He weighs like 260, maybe even more. Yeah. It was All-American. Yeah. And Coach's words to me was that you completely dominated the matchup. So let me get let me hear your memories of that game and sort of like what that did for you confidence wise. Uh, I think that's the game that actually gave us the confidence. The whole team, like not mm. only me, me, Dan, and Ben, all those guys, they gave us the confidence. You know, coming into that game, nobody was talking about us. Like literally, nobody was talking about Arizona and Michigan was ranked uh, number four at that at that time. And, right. and we we knew like we we knew ourselves like we knew we were, we were a good team. We had good players, so coming to that game, we we're, were just like our mindset was just going there and destroy them. And we get we got out there, you know. We started the game, and you know we felt good. We felt good. Like I, I was, that was probably one of my best games this year for sure. I had uh, and playing against Anthony Dickinson, who's a really good player, and like I said, seven feet. He's like he's not, he's not two six. I feel like he's like two eighty. Okay. <laughs> so he was, oh, yeah. Okay. So it was really, it was really, it was really challenging. And for me, uh, it was just yeah. you know. But this is my third year in college, so this is the type of game I want to play, the type of environment I want to play in. And, you know, just going to that game was just having that mindset that we want to win. And, and the, the game, during the game, we just, man, we just playing hard. We just playing hard on the game, and, you know, we got that winning. So from there, you know, that gave us all, all confidence. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the highlights just now, actually. I think you had 22 points, four blocks. And then I was also looking at your box score, and I saw uh, against TCU, Crazy game, yeah. OT, you know, NCAA yeah. tournament. You played 40 minutes. Uh, I think you had like 28 points. You shot like 12 of 13 from the field, 12 rebounds, three yeah. blocks. And you had like the game clinching, put back dunk to put like back. seal yeah, it. I, I definitely remember that game, yeah. And you know, that, that was probably the most minutes I ever played. I think it was year 40. That's literally the old door game. Yeah. Uh, but we went, we went overtime. So I played 40 out of like, what, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a really tough game. We started the game really slow, and you know I, I was happy. I, I I tried to do everything to keep my team in the game, and I did a really good job. And you know, like you said, I was twelve for thirteen, twelve for thirteen. And I think they said I was uh, after the game they pulled up a stat that I was the first player since uh, Blake Griffin, like two 
2009 or something wow. in the NCAA tournament. She shoot like um, 90-something percent from the field and like uh, having, a, I think I had like three or four blocks as well and stuff like yeah. that. So that game was really, I mean, you know, NCAA tournament is you win or go home. So exactly. You just got to give everything. And uh, for me, it was my first time playing the NCAA tournament, you know. That's the, one of the reasons I went to Arizona. My freshman year, we couldn't go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sophomore year, same thing. And so that was my, you know, that was my only chance to actually play at that, at that level, you know, just going out there and giving it all. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the, the one shot you missed? What was it, man? I actually don't remember the one that they want to okay. I don't remember. I actually don't remember. Sometimes you just, like, jump for a rebound and you tip the ball or something, and they just count that as a yeah, shot. Yeah, they count it as a shot, I mean? so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, so um, you entered the NBA draft this past summer. Uh, what was that process like? I mean, how many teams did you work out for? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just imagine it's, like, every every player, essentially, when I ask them this question, always says, like, I worked out for, like, 20 teams and, like, 15 days and yeah. just flying around nonstop. Was that the same thing for you? Yeah, yeah, this process, it was crazy. It was actually crazy. But the craziest thing is that I didn't even work out for Toronto. That's the crazy thing. Okay, why not, though? Why, why not? I couldn't. It, it was a long, it was a long process, man. We all, you know, the visa stuff, all okay, the stuff. Okay. It, it was a long process, man. And I kind of, you know, Toronto, like I said, they've been following me for a long time. So they kind of already knew who I was as a player, as, as a person. And yeah, but the, the process was crazy. You know, I think in three weeks, I worked out for about 12 teams and, you know, just going from team to team. Sometimes you got to be at the airport all day. Sometimes your flight get delayed, your flight get canceled. You got to find a, a hotel to stay. It was just, it was just, it was just, man, it was exhausting. I ain't gonna lie. It was exhausting. Sometimes you get to the workout. You just don't want to be there. Like yeah. your mind is just, you just tired and you just, like sometimes you weren't even tired physically. You were just tired mentally and you just had to push through it. And, you know, it was, it was fun though. It was fun just you know, traveling around the country, seeing all the different teams, the facilities, meeting new people and like working out against the best players. So it was really fun. But at the same time, it was exhausting. Yeah, no, it sounds really exhausting, man. Well, listen, um, yeah. the draft process, right? It's it's kind of weird because a lot of people who haven't seen you before all of a sudden have to make a lot of judgments on you in a very short amount of time. And I feel like one of the things that happens is like people make these draft videos about people, you know, and they got like yeah. strengths and the weaknesses and then they show like a little yeah. spreadsheet or whatever and then some highlight clips or whatever. So when you, I don't know if you watch some of those about yourself, but when you saw some of the analysis around like yourself as a player, was there something that stood out to you was like, I don't think that's true about me. Like something that reports or scouts or things were saying about you where you're like, I disagree with like this sort of critique of my game. Yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of things. I think by the end of the year, I think a lot of people were talking about the TCU game. Like they were talking about I got bullied in the, on the block and stuff like that. What? And every time I was seeing it, I was like, what? Like, yeah, I mean, he got a lot of offensive rebound, but if you really watch the game, all the offensive rebound were because I want to contest the shot and they okay. missed it. And right. and my guy get the rebound. So sometimes I'm just like those guys, they don't even watch the game. They just mm-hmm. watch the uh, like look at the stats and they do the thoughts. So sometimes I just try not to, to, you know, care about it. I just play my game that sometimes I'm just when I watch those comments, I'm just like, man, these guys they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, luckily, you know, Masai and Bobby and these guys, they're very, very detail-oriented. They know what's up. Well, listen, there's also this graphic that went around Twitter a lot where at the Draft Combine, you were second on this list. You shot 16 to 25 (laughs) on something called a three-point star drill. What is that drill? And um, also, I've been hearing you getting up like 1,000 shots per day. So I want to ask you about your Uh, three-point shooting. But but tell me about this drill first. uh, I mean, that drill, if I remember, it was just a drill. You got to shoot like one one shot or one three corner wing, auto wing corner, um, 
uh, top of the key for like I don't know two two minutes and thirty two minutes and thirty seconds or three minutes something like that. You know, man, I just okay. got hot. You know, I was shooting good, yeah. and you know, since the season ended with Arizona, like you said, I was shooting a lot, a lot of, like like you said, almost probably a thousand shots a day. You know. Uh, with uh, my trainer, Chris Johnson, we walked a lot of my shots. We, uh, we fixed a lot of things, and we just gave me a lot of reps. You know, mm -hmm. I always knew I can I can kind of shoot the ball, but for me, it was just being consistent, consistent, uh, working, uh, having the same mechanic every time I shoot the ball, and that's something I really focus on. And you know, and I feel like my my shot got better. And like I said, now I just need to be consistent and be be more focused when I'm shooting the ball. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be really exciting, especially if you can add that to your game consistently, because I think that's something where in like a scouting report, for example, you didn't get that role to shoot like that in Arizona, but the more you work on it, and I know Nick Nurse basically gives everybody a green light, um, although we'll, we'll see. For, for a rookie, maybe we'll see, but eventually it'll happen, man. Well, listen, I wanted to ask you about... Yeah, well, I want to ask you about draft night. So, like, you know, I saw there was, like, some videos and stuff like that. A lot of people at your draft party, it seems like you got a lot of family around you. Yeah. But w were you a little nervous? You know, were you expecting to go in the first round? Was there any sort of hard feelings about that? I mean, yeah, I was a little nervous. You know, I was a little nervous. That was the first time. I had a lot of family because that was, like, the first time something like that happened in my family. You know, mm -hmm. nobody played basketball. A lot of my uncles played basketball, but they never make it, made it to, like, even the professional level like in Europe so it was a right, big right. thing for me getting in that draft and like when my parents got here they kind of they invite I wasn't even the one who invited all my family my parents they were like yeah, oh, okay. this uncle this uncle this uncle I was just like oh I think that's too much and they were like no uh -huh. it's something special I was just like okay so uh -huh. it kind of took the stress off me a little bit kind of having my family there but yeah that night it was fun you know just uh, I started the night just watching my teammates get picked like Ben my trainer got picked six uh, Dan right. Payne getting picked pitching and some of the guys I was working out with uh, they're getting picked too so it was kind of fun and yeah I, I mean that's true I kind of expected to get drafted kind of like first round late first round but but, I, I, but when it didn't happen I was just like man like God, everything God does is for a reason, and you know. And when it, when that didn't happen, I was like, I, I kind of felt like it was going to be Toronto. And mm -hmm. being for me, being Toronto, I was I was totally fine with being Toronto because I knew they know me. You know, I have a good relationship with uh, like Masai, uh, and Patrick, the the scout, and, and 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 also they got somebody like Pascal Siakam who's from the same city as me. So it was just the perfect. I, I felt like it was a perfect fit for me. Like even though. Sometimes as a player, young guy, you want to go, always want to go first round, but like at the end of the day, I feel like, I feel like that was the best thing for me, for sure. Yeah, you're in good hands here, man. The Raptors have a really good reputation, yeah. and obviously if you work hard um, and stick to the plan, like there will be a role and there will be eventually, you know, obviously rewards, you know, money and all that stuff down the line. So yeah, that's cool. all good, man. I'm really happy you're here. <laughs> Um, so I want to ask you, like, so you're down in training camp right now in Vegas, right? So, like, well, what's the workouts been like right now? Like, are you guys doing two-a-days and all that kind of kind of stuff? Like, what's been the preparation so far just in advance of uh, Summer League? Oh, yeah, definitely. We're doing two-a-days. Two-a-days. We, we had a scrimmage today. Uh, we did two-a-days. Two uh, yeah, that was, that was the first time we practiced together was on uh, two, on Tuesday. Uh, we haven't had a chance to practice together. So we, okay. Tuesday was the first time we actually had a whole team together we practiced like me. I was I was in LA with practice, uh, working out with uh, Ron Harper Jr. and DJ oh, okay. Wilson and some other guys. I don't know where they were. We just met here for the first time in, on Tuesday. We practiced and you know just you know trying to to get to know each other and you know, just walk uh, uh, toward the, the the same goal, just winning and getting each other better. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, are, are you? How's the quality been like? You know, I, I'm sure you've obviously already been playing with like NBA quality players, obviously at Arizona and stuff like that. And I'm sure you played against them as well. But in this environment, it was really competitive. You got a lot of guys who have been pros before. Yeah. Is is it is it nerve wracking a little bit? Is it, are you nervous at all, or is it just like it's just basketball? 
No, I'm not nervous at all. It's just, like you say, it's just basketball. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, I try to learn from them. You know, all, all, all those guys. They, they, some of them have been playing pro for a long time. Like even guys like DJ Wilson. Like I, I was working out with him in LA, man. He's been pro for like, I don't know, probably five years or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just trying to learn a lot, uh, from all those guys. And you know, the intensity is really, you know, int- it's really intense. The workouts and everybody's just playing hard. Like I said, we're just trying to make each other better. And you know, I'm trying to. Uh, as much as I came from from that, sure. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, listen, I'm going to ask you two more questions before we talk about soccer because I'm a big soccer fan as well. Um, <laughs> so at Arizona, you were number 35, right? I think yeah. it's probably in honor of Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, was he like your favorite player when you're sort of growing up and stuff like that? And you know, what is it of that you admire about his game? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's still my favorite player. Like, I started playing basketball when I was like 11, 12, and at that time, you know, he was my favorite player, and okay. and and he's been my favorite player since. So. And when I I got to the state, you know, I just picked that number because mm-hmm. I'm not really a big like like uh, superstitious guy. Like, yeah. um, I, I just had to pick a number. I was like, man, I don't know what number I'm gonna pick. And then I was like, I'm just gonna pick number 35, like Kevin Durant when I was in high school. And then since then, I just kept the same number. And you know, okay. I just love his game. You know, somebody like his uh, his size, the way he move, and and you know, the way he handled the ball, like. His shot abilities, just all. Oh, he just, he just. I just feel like for me, he's the best player in the world right now, and you know, just he's just different, man. I don't even know how to uh, describe it. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask you about any of the trade rumors that may or may not be happening and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> you're a rookie, man. I'm not trying to get you in trouble whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah, good thing you don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, no, just a lot of appreciation for his game. I get it, man. Um, I was also going through your Twitter a little bit, and and you show a lot of love to a lot of NBA stars, right? Uh, one of those guys is Cameroonian, Joel Embiid. How excited are you to eventually play against them this season? I mean, you'll probably be guarding them, man. Man, I don't know what to describe. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. The crazy thing for sure is that I'm going to be teammate with Pascal. We're from yeah. the same city and from the same country and everything. And, you know, guys like Jordan and B, you know, when I got to the U.S., man, those are the guys I was watching. You know, I was watching yeah. them play. And I was just like, man, this guy, man, he keep getting better. And, you know, and just now I'm gonna have the chance to play against him. I don't mean how to describe it. I'm just, I'm just excited. I mean, I can't wait for it. And you know, I know it's gonna be tough, but you know, that's why, that's why we're here. And you know, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for that moment for sure. Yeah, man, it's just gonna be basketball. But listen, man, you know he's coming, man. Yeah. He's, he's a tough cover. He's a, he's a very yeah, tough cover. All right. Yeah. Well, lastly, I want to talk to you about football or, or soccer, as they say here. So, um, when you played, obviously you're tall, right? So they definitely yeah. try to play you at striker or in net, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. I was basically playing either striker or like goalie sometimes. You know, because I was yeah. the tallest one for sure. So, well, yeah. what were some of the strikers that you liked watching growing up? Oh, definitely the the, the one I liked was Samuel Eto. Yep. So he's from Legend. Cameroon. He's one of, yeah, he's one of the best best ever. Uh, Ronaldo, the Brazilian. No, yep. Ronaldo. I don't know if you know Ronaldo, the Brazilian. And like guys like Luis Suarez from he played for Barcelona, which is my favorite team. And I got like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. You know. All those guys, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big soccer fan, you know. Even right now, I still watch a lot of soccer. So that's why I like my hobby when I'm not watching basketball, playing basketball. Yeah, no, no. I mean, look, I mean, listen, man. Barcelona. I mean, you guys have had some of the most gifted scorers like yeah. ever. You know what I'm saying? You left out Thierry Henry in that era. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. You know, obviously Neymar, Messi. Yeah. I heard Messi's. You're like your Messi's the goat. I've seen, I've seen that on your Twitter. Or something yeah, like that is. Too. I mean, I mean he is the goat, I mean, though. That's so, not me at the best. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can't be argue about that. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, listen. I mean, do you play FIFA at all? I mean, yeah, that's basically the only game I have when I because I haven't actually played in like a long time because I've just been on the road and you don't don't have time. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the first time I played was actually like yesterday, 
in like two months, I was first time I played. And that's basically the only game I play when I, I want to play, to be honest. That's my only game, FIFA. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, uh, it's just assume you always play with Barcelona and stuff like that, which is kind of unfair. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. You know, It's not unfair. They know they're good. They're terrible right now. Oh, well, well you so said that, you, not me. You said oh, that, you not use me. Them, if you use them, it means you just, you know, true, a true fan, you know, but they, they're not good right now. We're going to get back to from where we used to be, but yeah, fair enough. We're gonna get back to it, man. But right now, it's not it's not that. Man. Yeah, well, listen, I was actually just talking to Otto Porter Jr. yesterday, and uh, he was telling yeah. me he's a he's he's a Barcelona fan as well. So you should oh, definitely try to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, with that's, him. that's good. That's a good thing. I heard Pascal is a Real Madrid fan, so he's gonna be no, you know what? Pascal told me that one time, but then another time I asked him, and he said he was also a Chelsea fan. So I gotta get that clear. Like, I mean, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea is is different, but like when you're a Real Madrid fan, man, Barca is like. You know, yeah. the rivalry is really big, so it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, listen, man, you were, you were talking about, uh, last question, really, it's just, you were talking yeah, about, yeah. you guys are going to come back, Barcelona's going to come back. Well, listen, I actually wanted to show you something right here. I just want to get your thoughts on uh, what, what you see, yeah. what you feel when you see this. And no, maybe I, just no, ask you where you were on the night of May 7th, 2019. Come on. Don't do that. I was I was at home watching the game with my, yeah. with my dad. He was actually making fun of me because I was always, I almost cried, you know. I used to put so much emotion into soccer. Like, when, when my team was losing, I was almost crying. Like, I remember 2014 when Argentina lost the World Cup. Like, yep. I was crying. Like, I was the one who lost it. Like, that mm. my country lost. So, yeah, I was... Actually, I, I can't, I'm actually a big Liverpool fan. That was, that's my team in, 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 in England. Good, in Liverpool. good. So, Liverpool or sometimes Man City, but Liverpool, oh, I used to love you Liverpool. You can't switch like no. that, man. No. It's Liverpool for I you. To, I you said you like Luis Liverpool. Suarez. That's your team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, when yeah. you have Steven Gerrard and all those guys, yeah. you know, but yeah, that was a tough nine, though. Don't, don't do that, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Liverpool supporter. I'm sorry I had to, man. <laughs> you know, corner taking quickly and all that stuff. Well, listen, okay. Christian, I appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck out in Summer League. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see you on the court. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that was our interview with Christian Coloco. Um, big footy fan, obviously. Look forward to uh, me and Vivek taking over every press conference, asking them about uh, the latest goings-on in uh, in soccer. But, uh, yeah, just yeah. a good kid, man. I, I wish him the best of luck. Obviously, he's going to be making his debut in Summer League uh, this upcoming weekend. And, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, you see a lot of hype, but um, I also want to see some production as well. And for a guy who's, what, seven foot, seven foot one-ish, seven five wingspan, something the Raptors don't have, and uh, just a good pickup overall with the uh, 33rd pick. Alex, any any takeaways from the interview before we go to break? Yeah, main takeaway is soccer. Soccer can't be this serious, man. This man, like, you guys are just, like, getting so upset about these games. Uh-huh. And he's, and what's what's this with him having two Premier League teams? So he gets to root for Liverpool no. and Man City? I straightened him out on that one. He okay. said he's a, he's a Liverpool fan. Okay. Yeah, so. I think I'm going to take that strategy, though. What? I'm going to pick two teams. A bandwagoner? No, I'm going to pick two teams to root for next season. Okay. Is that cool? What it's, if I wear it's like not a, cool, man. Do they do split? I don't know. <laughs> do they do split kits where it's like half <laughs> Liverpool? They definitely don't half do that. Man City. <laughs> they definitely don't do that. You'll get beat up in both cities, both Manchester, <laughs> both Liverpool and Manchester for All right. that one. All right, let's take a. Are we taking a break? Let's take a and break. We're gonna talk about Kevin Durant. Oh my god! I haven't if, had a chance to talk about Kevin fine, Durant on air, man. Fine. If we have to, we will come back and talk about Kevin Durant. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Mostly, I just wanted to talk to you, Alex, because. Okay. Uh, we got a little surprise in the second half of the show. What? So uh, I'm your host, Paul Lou. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back. 
to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Uh, this being Friday, um, we got to give some shout-outs. So, Alex, even though you're coming off of vacation, you are the one that's most familiar with the uh, people who produce the show. I am famously ungrateful, so go ahead. Yeah, you don't talk to anybody. I, I don't. You don't appreciate anybody here, but I do. I appreciate Derek Brandale, our producer, uh, J.R. Manitad, filling in for me this week. Jennifer Rolnick. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot the other people. I'm just kidding. Ryan Fabro. Dan Tolman. Dan Tolman, come to the office. Uh, Greg Sansoni. Pat Flash. Yep. And all the people I'm talking to right now in contract negotiations. Shout outs. Oh, wow. Okay. To everybody. Shout uh, out to your guests, too, right? That's right. All your guests this week. Wanted to shout out our guests. We had Blake Murphy on Monday, not Tuesday this week, because of KD. Then we had Jack Murphy, no relation to Blake. <laughs> yeah, what's going uh, on, man? You got the Murph dogs? That's okay. right. We had we had Jack to uh, yeah. to talk about Christian. Uh, we also had Andy Lou to talk about oh, Otto man. Porter Jr. and the Warriors, and also another KD consult. We had Vivek Jacob on, because it was Wednesday, and that's our guy. And Zarar Siddiqui, because that's my guy. We got Iman coming on the show. To discuss the future of the league, we talked about with Otto Porter Jr. Um, mm-hmm. about cars. Yeah, you were like Mister uh, Mister Porter. <laughs> List said, name name your top three cars. I, I, I said your name's not Otto; it's A U T O. Otto Porter Jr. I was like listening to it while getting an oil change for my 2001 Civic. <laughs> I was like, wow. No, I actually, this is riveting sports. So radio. No, it's great. I, interview. I don't even. I don't even drive. So yeah, when you he don't said, drive. I, Why don't you drive? By the way, because I grew up in the city. I never really needed to. Okay. Um, but uh, now as an adult, I feel a little strange that I don't drive. But whatever. Yeah. Um, when Otto told me that his favorite car was a Nissan GTR right now, my, in my mind I was like, "You drive a Nissan?" <laughs> yeah, you were hating. <laughs> but then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh, that's a nice car." Yeah, you were but like, I, "That's because I just don't know cars." So yeah, I just <laughs> I was imagining like a Nissan Rogue. Salute to everyone who's listening to this right now, driving a Nissan. No, Rogue. a lot of our Asian listeners know cars, not to stereotype. Like, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. Okay, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. I get it. All right, yeah, uh, but Chris, no one's listening because the internet's down. <laughs> Christian Coloco. Yeah. Who we just heard from. It's great. And uh, you, Alex, because technically this was supposed to be vacation week for you. I, I'm off this week, so but, I, uh, technically I'm the hardest working person in this building on a technicality. Who else? Name anyone else that has come in on vacation. You can't. Yeah, you know what? You can't. A couple yeah. more shout-outs, though. Yeah, okay. Shouts to uh, listener of the show, Sam Givens. Uh, we oh, were at Global yes. Jam yes. earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we've established that I like free stuff. Um, yes. So so when um, during a timeout when they were uh, handing out, uh, they were actually throwing out t- uh, Canada basketball socks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just describe the scene. Like, what did I do? I was cheering. So again, like the the, the person comes over and it's like, I want to hear this side of the crowd cheer. Like, let me hear your cheer and the other side cheer, and then you know, just like, get some energy in the building, mm-hmm. right? And I look to my right, and you're just like up on your feet, clapping your hands. You're like, yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I'm here, go Canada, and. Then she actually threw the socks directly in your direction. Right at me. I was like, this is shameful stuff from a media member. I was going to block it or I was going to reject it. Yeah. You know, we I was there as a fan. Media yeah. objectivity. Yeah, I was there as a fan. Yeah. And um, I wasn't able to block it and you weren't able to catch it even though it was right in line because Yep, because sitting Sam. behind us. Because sitting behind us, Sam Givens in a Scotty Barnes uniform. Yep. Uh, snatched it right from me. Mm-hmm. But then we found out he listened to the show. I think he lives in New Zealand. That's right. And he, he came here, and I think his goal was, because Scotty was in the building, mm-hmm. so his goal was to get a photo with Scotty. Yeah. So hopefully he got that accomplished. 
Well, but, if, if nothing else, he walked away with your socks. Yeah, he it trolled was, me. He trolled me on Instagram yesterday too. So shout out to Sam. Yeah, it was very funny because before this, he was just sitting behind us or whatever. Yeah, grabs the socks and he's like, and you, and you were obviously I was very, devastated. You were devastated. I was devastated. And then it was more devastating when he also said, "By the way, big fan of the show." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you are." So are you going to give him the socks? And he's like, "No." <laughs> Also, shows to CCYA. We're going to be at the Celeb Classic tomorrow. That's right. Gold Ring Center. Is that what it's called? UFT? Yeah, the, the UFT gym. Yeah, the UFT gym. So I think tickets, there's still some tickets available if you want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeremy Lin, Simu Lu, Hassan Minaj, Ronnie Chan. Yeah. Will and I are going to be doing play-by-play. That's right. I'll be yelling bang after every shot. Yeah, I'll Make be, or miss. I'll yeah. be yelling mama there goes that man. No, please. Come don't on, do man. that, man. Why not? You really going to do that? Yeah. Okay. Or you can do, you know how Matt Devlin says the threes from, like, different parts of Canada, different parts of the city? Yeah. You can do different parts of, like, China. Oh, <laughs> Or, <okay>. you know, <laughs> Asia. <laughs> Sorry. We should brainstorm off air. We, we should, actually. We should really discuss Anyways, this big career move. Kevin Durant, what's your fatigue level with Kevin Durant? I'm so done, man. Are you done? I'm, like, I'm listen, done, too. I, look, I, I'm look done part too. of it is because I haven't had internet service outside of, yeah. like, a, a brief stop. If at, Katie at a, got at a traded right now, how will we know? I mean, someone will tell us, right? Okay. Someone would run through the street and probably tell us. Blake or Jack Murphy. Yeah, one of the Murphys would one tell of, us. One of the Murphys. Um, but but you're done. You're done. No, no I'm not talking. done. I'm just like, there's no more. There's yeah. nothing else I can really do about this. I need to hear actual tangible things, which yeah. is why when we were at Global Jam, mm-hmm. you were on hand to try to do real reporting. Because when we got oh, there, right, right before the game, you know, obviously you revealed if, this if, yesterday. Yeah, oh, we can talk you, about when it. Come, when you come to yeah, uh, mad at me. Um, yeah. The, the the courts are on the second floor or the third floor. Honestly, the big games I think they're on the third floor. Yeah. Right. By the way, shout out to Marty Paul for the tickets. So, oh, salute to Marty Paul. Yeah. Man. Last second hookup, it was great. Yeah. We heard it was sold out. And yeah. I was like, nah, not if I talk to Marty. Yeah. And then Marty got. Will, Will was very proud of himself because <laughs> usually when we go to events, I'm the one that coordinates and gets some like free stuff, yeah, you free pre- free entry to things. You basically produced my life. But you you came through, and I know you were puffing your chest out. Because yeah. our friend Elaine Kwan, too, was there, and she was like, I'm a huge fan of Matt Devlin. And you organized the meet and greet with Matt after the yeah, game? we just walked on the court. Yeah. You know, met Jack Devlin as well. Salute to Oh, shoot. Matt, that's amazing. Uh, Matt's yeah. son, Jack. Um, shout out to Chris Black, too. I didn't know that was Chris Black. I should have said what up to him. I still never said what up to Chris Black in person. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow, I mean, I'm back with the shout outs, man. Know, this is all you know, I do. He's on every Tuesday with Blake. So. Oh, I'm not here every Tuesday <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> when not, you're with Blake. That's why, that's why, that's why we've never crossed paths. That's probably why. Um, but yes, you were telling this story. We're yeah. in Mad at Me. So I see Bobby, yes. and it's impossible to miss Bobby. In a Volcom tie-dye hoodie. Yeah, so I, I think people have seen the pictures. If people have not seen the pictures, it's very easy to picture him. He's literally in like a baby blue tie-dye yeah. hoodie. He got he got KD fatigue too, man. He's like, I'm wearing <laughs> fatigues. <laughs> So, I mean, look, listen, you yeah. know, Bobby's a friend of the show. Friend of the show, man. Program, you know, just everything, everything. Friend of the community, everything like yeah. that. Part of the community, obviously. He's in his early 30s. Yeah, damn. Very rich man. Yo, very Bobby's wealthy younger man. than me? Very, oh, are you kidding oh me? Oh, my what God. You of course he is. Bobby's younger and oh, more successful than me. 100%. If Bobby's intern is listening, screening this episode, yo, tell, tell him I'm upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, tell, tell him to play this clip. That's why you and Bobby but, get along. But why? That's from the same generation. Uh, I guess, but, but okay, what, what, what were you? We had a conversation about Bobby's sweater yes. in, in the elevator here at yeah. work. And what did you say? I said it's a, he picked it up at the mall. Is that hot topic? <laughs> I'm not judging Bobby. We know Bobby's resume. 
You're I not just, judging people who go to the mall to buy sweaters. A very normal judge. activity, by the way. <laughs> We've established, like, I dress, like, I dress, you know, I dress down all the time, too. Oh I can't judge God. anybody. But two great fashion moments from Bobby this season, the tie-dye hoodie. And remember when we saw him wearing the hat at oh, the practice yeah, yeah, facility? Yeah, yeah. When Bobby dresses, because Bobby usually, like, dresses real nice, right? Yeah, Like, he's got the suits on and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's cool to see him in the, in the casual wear. No, he just instantly, like, turns into a 20-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, we, yeah, we saw him. And then and we, we saw him, we saw right? So up. I tried to talk to him a little bit, but yeah. then you saw that I was talking to him, and then you just came in, <laughs> and you said, what did you do, man? I said, Bobby, let me see your phone. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, how much would it take to, to, to take a look at your phone for five minutes? Yeah, and what did Bobby He do? was like, what? And then he like, and I told him, yeah, I'm like, yo, I'll give you 500 bucks. And then he disappeared behind the curtain <laughs> into a <laughs> VIP. And then you, I don't know if you know this. I saw him later in the evening. He was getting into an elevator uh-huh. and he told me to stop following him. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just want Katie up there. So you, you don't have Katie fatigue. Is the point you were trying to no, say. you know what? I reached the fatigue too. But here, okay. Yeah. But we're still going to talk about it. No, man. So in, in, in the course of like talking about Katie for 24 hours for like the last <sighs> yeah. seven days, Another interesting uh, wrinkle, because I know you've been looking for different angles to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think the Raptors have a bigger championship window if they trade for KD or if they keep Scotty? Like, which will give you a bigger championship window at some point? I'm not talking about next season, but like overall, because I feel like that's a smart way to think about it. The thing with I've, I've reached this with Scotty is I'm not trading him because yeah. his contract's too small and you'd have to put two more contracts <laughs> Let, in. Let's be clear. These are all hypotheticals. And I've also accepted the fact that the Raptors probably have not included Scotty in any of their offers. No, I don't think And And the way I'm reading the tea leaves, I mean, I get it. Christian Coloco is just a second rounder, but obviously from the same town as Pascal. And they just hired Rico Hines yesterday, right? Yep. With the connection to Pascal. I mean... That wouldn't preclude you from trading Pascal, but it looks like moves that are made to continue to make Pascal feel comfortable within the organization yep. to continue to develop and grow, right? Yep. So from my standpoint, you know, I don't think I don't think the Raptors are willing at the moment, and they shouldn't be, putting in Scotty or Pascal. Okay. And maybe the end result is that they don't get KD, and they seem to have done the calculations, and they're comfortable with not getting KD in this scenario. Yeah. And I think that's it. And that's why I've been ready to put it to bed. But I just love talking about it. Don't you? You know, it's fun. <laughs> you, have, you have a whole show here. <laughs> no, but it's so You could have talked about it at any point. <laughs> it's so but fun. But you weren't on the show all week. Yeah, because I was, I was off. Yeah. But it's fun. It's not we had, fun We had for two you? Murphys on the show, but no co-hosts. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not fun for you, though? It's kind no, of No, it, it was very yeah. fun. But again, it was like every single day. And yeah. there was like just no updates. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, until there's, when there's more updates, I yeah. promise you we will talk about it. No, that's fair. But right now, there's just no new updates. So what, it's what like do we're kind of rehashing yeah. the same conversation. Separating yeah. like the Raptor stuff, if you were to just like objectively, where, where do you think this ends up going? Like, like, where, what do you think he will end up, Kevin Durant? Honestly, we'll see what happens this week. Any sort of major conversations over that. By the way, we're just pretending like GMs can just like call each other or FaceTime each other, whatever, like mm-hmm. to discuss. Um, oh, you think it's going to ramp up like in Vegas? No, but like, I feel like, yeah, you have more meetings in, in Vegas. A yeah. lot of like team owners are in Vegas as well. Have some of these conversations. Because like, I think my thing with the Nets is just like logistically speaking, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to take a really long time because they're essentially potentially trading three guys that are making the max at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you want to KD. They definitely want to move KD. And mm-hmm. it seems like uh, and they definitely want to move Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie's going to the Lakers. Kyrie's going to it's the Lakers. It's going to happen. Right. I guess it'll eventually happen, but whatever. I guess yeah. they don't want to make this move just yet. Maybe they make it a multi-team deal, right? It's like, okay, but then you want to 
trade KD for a, a young all-star player. But basically, a lot of those you can't you know add to your roster when Ben Simmons is still around, so they might want to move Ben Simmons. And it's like at that point, just like the sheer like volume of calls and proposals and all that stuff, I think even individually to trade one of those guys will probably take you a long time and a lot of work. Mm-hmm. To have to trade all three essentially at once. Yeah, I mean like they I, honestly, I don't think Sean Marks has slept in like two months. Yeah, but at you some know? point, Joe so. Sai is going to be like, just take the best deal, man. Joe Sai's got to just sell the team. <laughs> <laughs> sell the team, bro. Just, 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 just Joe Sai apparently on. owns like, because he, he played uh, lacrosse at Yale. Um, Shout out yeah. to Elaine for that tidbit. And he owns like a lacrosse team or runs a lacrosse team in Orangeville here. Wow. Yeah, so just uh, do, do Toronto another favor, you know. Help, help build the basketball organization as well. Take the sixth best offer. Yeah, from I the mean, Raptors. um... It's interesting, too, because Woj came out at, at the very start of this and was like, oh, half the teams have called KD. But I don't know if you get the same sense. I don't, I don't feel like the Nets are really getting that many great offers. No, right I don't think so either. And that's the thing which is like, it's a little surprising to me, I guess, because I think I, I get it. It's like at the start of a poker hand, you're not like going all oh, in, yeah. you know, you know, just, you know, pre-flop. Yeah. Right. Okay. But at the same time... So you don't think it's that serious yet? No, but I mean, at the same time, like, if it doesn't happen in Vegas, like, I think it might actually take a few, uh, a few weeks. Man, and, do you see a scenario where, where they actually go to training camp? They make them go to training camp? Because I can't see a scenario where they're still playing for the Nets. I mean, what's the worst that KD can do or Kyrie can do not show up? Yeah, yo, that'd be the they've, funniest they've scenario. They've already done that. Ben Simmons is like, yo, I'm finally ready to play. <laughs> but then his co-stars are sitting out. <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah, oh, on. do you want to? Okay, one more KD. I, I swear we'll move off. It. Okay, fine. Yeah. So the, the my dream scenario that I've come up with, the best one of the last seven days. Okay. It's like the Raptors make a trade. They don't give up the pieces that people don't want to give up, right? Like the Scotty. So KD you're saying you, you make some sort of like OG, two yeah, of OG yeah. Fred I, and Gary. I don't think that's going to get it done. But let's just, you know, we like to daydream on this show. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what you would call a shopping at the mall price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, and, that's, and not even like a... That's a flea not, market. Not even Sherway. Like, we're talking about Cloverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that, but that just mall. to be clear, shopping, getting Kevin Durant, you're, you're shopping at Holt Renfrew. You know you're going to have to overpay. No, I'm shopping, a luxury I'm, I'm shopping at Pacific Mall. I'm trying you, to get... I, I know where you shop. You don't need to tell me. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very well aware. Um, Pacific Mall's designer for you, man. <laughs> but like, bootleg designer. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So Katie comes here in a deal that Raptors fans are thrilled with. And at his opening press conference, he's like, you know, what you know, I, I had I had Phoenix and Miami on my list, but mm-hmm. I called my guy Kawhi Leonard, and he was like, "You should come to Toronto, man. That would be the best situation for you." Then it'll redeem Kawhi as well. Didn't didn't Kawhi <laughs> no. try, didn't Kawhi try to recruit KD? To he tried to recruit half the league. The he recruited Kyrie. Yeah. He, he he didn't he tell Masai to to trade for Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Yeah, that's still he wildly, tried to move. That's, he that's tried to move the Clippers disrespectful, to Toronto. He's like. If I come to the Clippers, can you rename your G League team the Ontario Clippers? <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually what it's called. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ontario. So, Ontario, California, people don't know. It's basically like yeah. Milton. Okay. Relative to Toronto. How do you know this? I looked it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's, was there an article that said it's basically No, because a lot of people were making these jokes. They're like, oh, the Clippers, haha, they want to be the Raptors so badly. Right, right, they right. renamed from Agua Caliente, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The hot water Clippers. Um, Surge played a little bit there. Yeah, for rehab, bro. Come on, man. Let's be clear. That's okay, not, not search lander. Um, but uh, yeah, they they renamed it to Ontario. Okay, because that's the municipality they play in. Okay, and um, people are like making these jokes, but I'm like, yeah, that's just a part of like Los Angeles, basically. Yeah. All right. So no more KD then. All right. Until until more things happen, which will happen. But yeah. when 
more Katie things happen. We will discuss about it, but we will do so on a podcasting format. Yeah. So today actually is our last show of, you know, quote unquote, the season on uh, the YouTube. Well, the YouTube because of internet outage. It would have been today, YouTube and on Sportsnet 360 mm-hmm. and live radio as well, right? Yes. On, on Fan 590. Sportsnet 590, the fans. Sorry, it's been a while. Um, it's written right here on your microphone. Oh, yeah. Just gotta look sorry, down. sorry, sorry. Uh, I like to look at myself when I'm in here. Um, but yes, yeah, so starting next week for the summer, we're going to be podcast only. And I yes. think there are a lot of listeners who do pick up our episodes off the podcast anyways. Mm-hmm. So I guess for those people, nothing will change. But if you don't... If you don't, subscribe is, to The Raptor Show I don't know what you're, with Will Lou. Here's the thing. Yeah. You can listen to the podcast feed anytime you want. Anytime you want. You can listen no to matter it again what you're doing again. while you're while you you're can going put it for on a run. 1.2 speed, yeah. 1.5 speed. Yeah. My I prefer preferred. my prefer is 1.5. Yeah, same. Yeah, so I can listen to it twice. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the matter. You haven't listened <laughs> You haven't listened to That don't make no sense. <laughs> that's not it. Man. No, How but like there are certain episodes. Well, that's why I'm a former <laughs> There are certain episodes. I'll listen to it on 1.5 so I can hear it twice. Like this segment, I'm probably going to listen to it twice Uh, whenever I get internet. Um, But like, yeah, so we're going to be podcast only. So if, if, you know, you're watching on Sportsnet 360, you know, listening on radio and you still want Raptors coverage and other things, um, please, like, please subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. And when you're there, yeah. rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Although, and, and, by the way, so I've been keeping track of the reviews. Okay. And the last three reviews all say we love Blake Murphy. Okay. Let's 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 delete those until uh, my contract negotiations are done. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a very valuable uh, asset to this show. Uh, to anyone listening, the, the public you know, negotiation a couple floors is, up. Is, is, a, is a flex, especially <laughs> no, no, on I'm vacation. Ec- no, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited to be to be continuing to, yeah. to do this with you. No, but seriously, it was really fun. Um, yeah. This first season at Sportsnet was was honestly. Much more than I could have envisioned. Definitely. When we came here, it was just like, let's do the radio portion. Yeah. But then the YouTube portion quickly followed. And the, the shout outs, t- the, the shout outs are no, was the incredible. Shout, yeah, the like, shout outs yeah. are no joke. The shout outs are no joke, you know? Like, I don't, we don't get into what everyone does, you know, like behind the scenes to help us. But like, you know, we have the easiest job. We really do. We yeah. have the easiest job. Yeah. You just, you know, you just research what cars Auto Porter <laughs> likes to drive. Like, what kind of life is that? Yeah. I've been no, here I mean, once I, in three weeks. I'm I Kyrie Irving. Yesterday I had a busy day, and that's because I had to uh, do a 30-minute Zoom call with Christian Colosio. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a definition of a busy day for you. But, yeah. yes, I, I think we talked about this. Like, um, obviously, we're not going to have a set schedule of, like, Monday to Friday having episodes when we go podcast only. Yeah. But I personally, you know, have committed that we should do an episode every Monday. Like me and you, just yeah, to catch up. Yeah, a little weekend recap. Yeah, just you know. a, we can talk yeah. about, and, like, we can talk about the Raptors, talk about the NBA, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And we won't have, like, the time restrictions, so maybe it can be a 30-minute episode, one-hour episode if we want. Yeah. Sure. And then on Fridays, you know, as long as there's enough content, I'm down to uh, just answer, like, Twitter questions. Yeah. Like, mailbag. Well, I, that's what, we kept saying this, too. It was just, like, yeah. every time we did Twitter questions, we would answer, like, 10 of them in the show. But yeah. get, like, 150. You've so. committed that the first mailbag that we do, we're going to answer every question. Every question. So if it goes four hours, we'll do it. Yeah. No, yeah. seriously, it's been really fun. Um, obviously, the Raptors... Gave us a great season, and I'm looking forward to... I mean, honestly, like, again, like, this is the other thing, too. I've eventually reached the point where I was, like, I was happy with where the Raptors were heading into this yeah. next coming season. And if they get Kevin Durant, I'd be obviously happier. But, mm-hmm. like, there's really no, no yeah, losses Yeah, I've, co- I've come around on it. The first so, three days, I was like, we must get Kevin Durant at all costs. Yeah. No. I've settled down now. Yeah. Yeah. You just want you just don't want to not feel so old. I'm just not trying to... I'm not looking, you know, I'm not thinking about 2027, are you? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about next year. Yeah. yeah, you're right, actually. You do live life on a year-to-year basis. <laughs> yeah. 
which um yeah but Damn. Oh, we got another minute to kill. Another minute I to see kill. you staring at me. Alex, what what are your some of your summer plans, man? Uh, I'm going to Korea next month. Which one? <laughs> South Korea. What's I just, wrong? I just got clarified, man. What's wrong with you, man? Anyways, what yeah. about you, man? Yeah, uh, we shouldn't divulge where you go. The stands will actually swell. No, you know what? Actually, so I'm going to be spending uh, at least a few weeks in Montreal this summer. Okay. So yeah. if there are listeners of the Raptor show yeah, in Montreal, meet them at Saint Viateur Bagel. You know, there's like yeah. Five or six of them. Oh shoot! Uh, what else? What else? I'm trying to name. Yeah, name, name anything else in Montreal. Uh, what's what's that Swiss chalet of Montreal? Yeah. What's what it called? You, you I can't it. think of it right now. <laughs> Saint Hubert. Yeah, that's right. That much. Yeah, actually, right. all of Quebec has a lot of rotisserie chicken joints. You'd be surprised. Like, every, there's like half the restaurants there. <laughs> Yo, at least fast food. Are, my my are my. I've never had a bad chicken. hot dog rule. It applies to rotisserie chicken as well. Absolute, I've never had a bad rotisserie chicken. There's absolutely bad rotisserie chicken. But no, seriously, um, if for people who are listeners of the show in Montreal and stuff like that. Like yeah. I actually, you know, would like to at least meet some people there. And yeah, because when you went out friends. west, you you met some people, right? Who who were yeah, listeners of the show? No, you that's don't amazing. This show is global. No, that's amazing. Yeah, we literally had someone from New Zealand swipe your socks. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that that really hurt. Shouts to you, Sam. Congratulations. Yeah. Hope but, you have a great life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. What wow, is this? Derek. <laughs> you don't know this? Come on, as a Liverpool fan, you don't know this? You don't know the words? Oh, is this You'll Never Walk Alone? <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's an actual song? It's an actual song. Like, you can song. pull it from Spotify? What's going on, man? I, mean, I guess it was just downloaded on Thank computer. you again, Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Seriously, Wilmick, huge thank you to Jared, Derek. Everybody. Sensational season. Miss Appreciate you all the drops. Miss you all Shout in the summer. Shout out to Jen. Miss you all in the summer. YouTube stream. Yeah. JR. Doing all the React pods. Yeah. Which are all. All the guests. All the listeners. Yeah. Everybody. You and, never uh, walk alone. Thanks to you too, Will, you know? Yeah, thanks to you, Alex. Well, keep piggybacking off the success of your career. Let's do this. I can't wait. So that does it for us today. I'm your host, Will Lou. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review our show. Yeah. We're signing off.